Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is the Black in Balance podcast, bringing together discoverers, healers, truth tellers, and industry disruptors for conversations highlighting the magical lives, histories, and wellness of Black people globally. I'm Christine Brooks, and on today's episode, I'm chatting with Sarah E. Harrigan, the founder and CEO of Design My Vibe. Sarah is a growthpreneur, adventure seeker, and serial optimist that coaches high-achieving experts to turn their lives into lucrative brands. Today, we walk through the evolution of confidence and the ways that the universe co-conspires to push you towards the life you've always wanted. Sarah's story about stepping out on faith and flowing in the moment is a reminder we all could use when we're low on inspiration. Take a listen. My name is Sarah Elizabeth Harrigan, and I do a lot of different things in the world. Um, I think the best way to represent, to say who I am is I am, I empower other people to do the things that most light them up, the things that truly matter, and I inspire them by doing those things in my own life. So I have fun every single day. Amazing. That sounds so cool. Um, so what, so you said that you empower people. Um, so why do you do it? How did you get started in doing this? Okay, so my official one thing that I would say is my official title in terms of performance coach. And I guess the reason why I didn't start with that is because I am like, unassociating disassociating myself from like labels and mm. just enjoying how I create with people and how I support mm. them but one of those ways is through coaching through life coaching and the way that I got into this is I've always been someone that likes to encourage other people in being their best selves and having fun while doing so and I've lived my life I went to university I got a degree I moved to New York City was working in finance for about eight years and then private aviation. And then I got to this point where I was like, I want to do more things that I enjoy doing. I want to have more control over my time. And I started with real estate and I did real estate for a year and a half, part-time for half of a year. And then uh, I planned to quit my job, actually got fired a month before. That's crazy. (laughs) Yes, I was planning on quitting in January 2018 after I got my bonus. And what happened was December 4th, 2017, it was a Monday. I get to work at like 9.20, which had become my norm. Because like in my head, I wasn't working in there anymore. (laughs) I was still going there, but I wasn't working there. That's hilarious. Okay. (laughs) So I go into work and then my my manager's like, oh, we're having a meeting upstairs. And I was like, she sent me an invite. And because the invite was so last minute, I declined. And then she came down and tapped on my shoulder and was like, we're waiting for you upstairs. (laughs) So I go upstairs. The only other person in there is the HR manager. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I sit down. I get fired that day. Um, I say bye to everyone. And and then I walk out. I see one of my closest friends on the way out. And he ended up taking me for coffee. He, like, you know, just said, hey, this is what you wanted. It just happened in a different way. And I was like, you're right. And I felt really good about it. Ordered my laptop that I still have today. And that was the day that my business started. So basically, it all happened at once. Yeah. Can you kind of talk a little bit about how you draw the difference between confidence coaching and life coaching? When I think of life coaching, I think it's very 
um, vast, I would say. And life coaching encompasses mindset shifting, shifting your belief, shifting your values, um, creating a new perspective on how you experience the world so that you can change the way that you create things. However, every life coach specializes in something unique to them. And for me, that's confidence. I've had to create this existence of confidence since I was a little kid because I grew up obese. I've always been overweight. And I had to live with that, being teased by like people in my class, people at school, my mom, like people in my close circle, family. So I had to, at that age, not know, I didn't know how to lose weight. So I just had to be confident in the body that I had. And it's taught me and it's carried me so many different places in life, just believing in myself. So that's why I focus on confidence coaching. And I've as I learn more about the life coaching practice, that truly is what everyone's teaching, right? We're all teaching mm. you how to believe in yourself and take action based on your beliefs. So you kind of talked about growing up and really having to, I guess, um, kind of root yourself in your confidence or root yourself in feeling comfortable within your own body despite how people were making you feel about it um so I would love if you talked a little bit about that part of your journey and like who were you um Mm. as you started to discover what made you different different and and how you found your voice and how you found Mm. your confidence through that process who I was during that time of my life, which I would say is from being a kid to about 26, 27, um, which is where I really stepped out and was like, okay, we're just going to change everything. Um, During that period, it was being confident as who I was, but then being insecure about the body that I was in, being insecure Mm. Um, based on, you know, you're supposed to be a grade A student, which I was, but then when I, when I got to college, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not here. I don't, I don't care to, to be here. I just wanted to connect with people, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. So to graduate with a GPA of, I think I graduated with like a 2.89 or something. And then feel every time I was applying for a job, it was like, you need to have a minimum 3.7 GPA. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? I can do the work. <laughs> like, are you right. kidding me? Like, who cares? Yeah, who yeah, cares I totally, about that? I totally so get that. I felt like I had, you know, <clears throat> lived into this idea that you must have straight A's because that's what your parents want. So then you do that. And then when it's time for me to go to college and they're not actually checking my grades, I actually abide by my own rules, which is like, go to class, make relationships, understand the material. Who cares if you can regurgitate it? Because that's what testing is. Yeah. Regurgitate it back to me. And I just didn't believe in that system. So... All of that time, who I was, was this person trying to fit into the the expected mold of me. Go to university, get good grades, and get a good job. Um, That's the role that I was living in. And it wasn't comfortable. It was very confusing because then I would have these points where I would, what others would say, lash out or do something that wasn't in my character because that was who I was. That's who I wanted to be all the time but it conflicted with what you expected of me. So going back a little bit to that fateful day when you were kind of, you know, already wanting to quit that job, already Mm -hmm. wanting to move on, but then getting fired instead. Um, 
leading up to then, did you know that you wanted to get into coaching or did you just think like, eh, I want to do something else, but not this? Mm. All I knew is I wanted to have full control of my time. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Led into coaching, like how, how did you get there? How did you decide, okay, I'm going to become a coach? So like I said, the plan was to leave and do real estate full time. I had already been doing it part time, got fired and decided, okay, let's jump in now and did that for about four months. Um, And I just thought it was more challenging than it should have been. Like, when I was doing it part-time, I had all of the skills. I was making all the relationships. Things were happening fast. And then when I started to do it full-time, it was like a whole new challenge that I wasn't ready for and that I didn't think was going to happen. I thought mm. I was already prepared. So at that point, at that same time, there was a young man that was also new in the brokerage. And he invited a friend to do a presentation on marketing. Because technically, as a real estate agent, you're marketing yourself. You work at a brokerage, but you are your own entity. You are your own business. Okay. So he came to talk to us about like branding and marketing. And while he was there, the him, uh, his name is Michael, and the realtor, McKendie, they both were like, oh, this is how we met. And they met at this program called Momentum Education. And Michael happened to have, they used to give out these passes. And he was like, hey, I have a pass. When do you, would you want to go? And I was like, Yes, because at that point, I was like so frustrated that I wasn't making more headway with real estate. And I was like, I want to try something like something's got to help me make a breakthrough here. And um, so, yes, I I decided to go. And it was at that first weekend. It's called Momentum Basic. Um, In that evening, it's like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, That first day, I was like, oh, my God. Like there were people asking questions throughout the night. And I was just like this is what I do with my friends. I've always been this inquisitive person to help you become more confident in mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that there was this thing called coaching. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, Cause especially um, in terms of like family, kind of how you talked about needing to feel at a young age that you, that you fit in somewhere. I think that, you know, coaching isn't a job, a career that people expect or or even think is an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what sacrifices have you had to make in the process of finding that voice and that true confidence? <sighs> sacrifices. Mm. One of the biggest sacrifices that comes to mind is accepting that when you're venturing out on something new, that you're literally starting at zero. Mm. Mm. That's great. I got snaps for you with that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's real. <laughs> like you're you're really starting at zero. Like even though you have all this experience and all these connections and all these likes. <laughs> None of that matters when you're starting something from scratch. Yeah. And when I jumped into, you know, committing to coaching 100%, I like, I cut real estate off cold turkey. And that's how I operate. Like, I like to mm-hmm. give my all into something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be tiptoeing over here and tiptoeing over here. Like, let me just give my all to something and be the fucking best. So yeah. 
So I committed to, to coaching 100%. And that's starting from scratch. It's like, you have to now become, I had to now become confident talking about coaching and sharing with people and asking them if they're interested and then learning in this world of starting a new business, because there's so much information all over the internet, you're constantly thinking you're not doing the right thing. And you're always, when I started out, I was trying everything. I was on everybody's webinar. I was trying to implement everything. And it was just, it was confusing me. And mm. it, was, it was making me feel like I wasn't enough yet. Mm. And I didn't know enough yet. And um, so my biggest sacrifice was like, I sacrificed my comfort, my peace of mind, my like, my ability to enjoy myself because I was like, trying to find the answer to what I didn't need. Like I had all the answers. I already was mm -hmm. perfect enough to carry it out. But because I was looking, trying to be what somebody else is saying is the best way to get to be the best coach. Mm -hmm. I was trying that on. I sacrificed my well-being. I got kicked out of my apartment in Brooklyn because um, I couldn't pay the rent anymore. The rent was late. And I got my Acura RDX, my 2018. She's so beautiful. <laughs> Granddaddy Perp is what I called her. And wow. she got the Acura dealer. They came and they repossessed her. Like all these Ooh. things are breaking down around me. And yeah. I had to just be like, well, I asked for something new and I can't control how it comes to me. Yeah. So, Yeah. To answer so your really, question, I sacrificed my peace of mind, my like comfort, my happiness, because I believe that this was this was truly what I wanted to do. Do you feel like you're there now? Do you feel like you're settled into it now? It's been a couple. Was of it years. worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, essentially, I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like it's come that that it's coming together now? Well. Uh, I just shared with you that, you know, I lost my apartment, my car, all of that in right. New York just uh, a little over a year ago because all of that happened around June. Um, and today, now it's September 14th, 2020, and I am sitting in my own townhouse overlooking a private beach with a team. I've hired a team of people. Like, so, yeah, the answer is yes. It was totally worth it. It oh was totally God. worth it. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta let everybody know where you are now. So I I am in the British Virgin Islands, uh, Tortola, British Virgin Islands, to be exact, and I am living on this key, which is like a small island that is connected to the main island. And the truth is, I actually grew up here. This is the first place that my parents moved to when we left San Francisco when I was a kid. Wow! So it's like a full circle moment. It's really freaking crazy. Is your family still there? Yeah, my parents live about 15 minutes away from me. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, I love it. So you moved a year, a year ago? Yes. So <laughs> funny story. Um, I was working on a project called Summer Sizzle, which is a fashion show. It's like New York Fashion Week style here in the BVI. Okay. And the guy that runs it was like, I want you to come down and work on the, the show with me. And I was like, okay, cool. At this point, I didn't, when I agreed to this, I still had my apartment, my car and all of that. By the time it was time to come down, I was staying at a friend's Airbnb 
Oh my god! And <laughs> with my one duffel bag of oh stuff that god. I took from my apartment, and he he just happened to be like, "I'm gonna pay for your flight." He didn't know any of this was going on. He was like, "I'm gonna pay for your flight. I can only pay for you to get there." And I was like, "Okay, cool. That's perfect. Like, I have a friend that works at Delta. I'll get a return flight." So I took care of all of that and I came down and I planned to stay for 30 days because after his project, I was going to work on my own project for Design My Tribe, which is still in the works, where I'm hosting retreats here in the Virgin Islands. So we did recordings for about 10 days with a videographer. So I come down, I'm here for 30 days and I'm like, when you do something for 30 days, you're actually training yourself. Like mm-hmm. this is this is something that you're doing consistently. So now your body thinks it's a norm. Like that's mm-hmm. how you build a new habit. Yeah. So me being here for 30 days, I'm like living in a villa that's overlooking another different a different part of the island. And I'm living there for those 30 days. I'm driving a car. I'm like doing business. And then the day before I'm supposed to leave, I was like, why am I going back to New York? Like what am what? I going to? I don't actually yeah. have an apartment anymore. Right. I don't have a car. Like what am I going back to? And this is what I had on my vision board. I had a beach. I had a beach house. I had the ability for me to change the world from my laptop. So why am I leaving what I asked for? Because it didn't happen in a comfortable way. So it clicked to you at that moment. Like, I don't need to go back. You said what, ha- what occurred to me? So it clicked. It, yes. it all clicked for you. In that yes. Moment. Yes. Yes. And I didn't know that the British Virgin Islands, which is technically my home, would be the beach that I've been searching for. Like, or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't they always say what you want is right under your nose? Yes. Hey, I just wanted to pop in really quick to let you all know about my newsletter. Twice a month, I'll be sharing recipes, my favorite herby supplements, and occasional bonus content straight to your inbox. This month, I'm featuring my vegan earth broth recipe. This earth broth is a vegan alternative to the fall winter classic bone broth. Like bone broth, earth broth is rich in selenium, which helps to support joint health and repair your gut lining. It also packs a heavy dose of vitamins and minerals that work together to support your immune system regulate your mood, boost your iron levels, and reduce inflammation. The Earth Broth recipe is free 99 to new subscribers, so check out my show notes for the link to join. Okay, now back to Sarah. I love hearing stories like that because I think <laughs> it's so hard for people to let go sometimes, mm. um, especially here in the States. I think we're really... Um, connected to and or obsessed with our things Mm -hmm. um, and perception and all of that stuff. And especially in New York City, it's really easy for that stuff to break down. How are you navigating that? How are you um, (laughs) rebuking that? Rebuking is the word that came up. (laughs) (laughs) How are you rebuking um, those fat phobic messaging and um, and, you know, stepping into confidence in your body and who you are, despite what our mainstream media is expecting for, for women, especially to look like. So I'll say, I'll start with this. I have an OnlyFans page. Uh, being here on this small island, someone locally subscribed and then they shared 
two pictures. Well, I know of two pictures. I don't know if there's any been any more been shared. And in that, apparently the conversation that was being had was who is she to even be mm. on OnlyFans, right? Mm. Like she is, I am six feet tall. I'm about 250 mm. pounds. Like, you know, so that's the conversation being had. And I'm like, okay. And then of course I have the, the other conversations from like my parents and my family. Yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but at the end of the day for me, and I think this is due to one growing up in a tourism industry and always being around multi multidimensional people, people that looked differently, spoke differently, came from different parts of the world. They all wanted one thing, which was the ability mm-hmm. to just be themselves, relax, have mm-hmm. fun, yeah. joy, right? Black, Asian, white, Hispanic, no matter where they came from, age, kids, adults, dogs, whatever. So from a young age, I've known that what other people mm-hmm. think doesn't matter. And as I have done this work through momentum education and reading that I have done since doing this work, I get closer and closer to seeing like the narrative that is being put out there is only for mm-hmm. keeping people apart. Mm-hmm. The same way that we have this language around COVID, it has the same power as the mm. language that we have around race. It divides people. It makes people think that someone else has the ability to harm them in some way. Wow. My life changed when I, when I moved in 2016. I moved across the street into a new apartment, literally across the street in Brooklyn. And when I moved, we didn't, we didn't get mm-hmm. cable. We just got internet. I no longer had TV. And my life changed from that day. There was no more like IV where I was being fed what they want me. They being the powers or the the financial factors that Mm -hmm. control the information that we receive. I wasn't hooked up to that anymore. And now I don't, I read what I want to read. I watch what I want to watch. I spend time on on the apps and stuff that I want to spend time on because I want to control what's coming in into my brain. Yeah. I think mainstream media is moving more in the direction of real diversity, not like, you know, the fake diversity with like the the token black. They don't don't have a choice because if they don't, I just won't watch what you're putting out. I'll just watch whatever Netflix has or I'll watch what IGTV has. Like... So you have to represent all people and at the core of any like TV show that you've ever watched. Like I used to love watching George Lopez. I also used to love watching Family Matters and the Fresh Prince. At the core of all of that is people wanting to like be themselves and be accepted and like be able to overcome any disagreements. Like that's what everybody wants. Um, I've Mm -hmm. seen you talk about your transition from oneself um, or one body to your future self or your ideal mm. self or ideal body. Um, and honestly, I don't think I don't think that these things only apply to body image. Um, but I think especially for young women, um, that is kind of what we are worried the most about, unfortunately. Everybody's always picking, they're yeah. picking up their bodies. Yeah. So how do you strike the balance between the self-love and acceptance and who you are at the moment and and then that determination to make those adjustments that you believe will ultimately make you the most happy? 
Well, first mm-hmm. is just choosing to be happy now. I only have the now. I can, yes, I can always get better. Mm-hmm. I can always get yeah. better. I can get better today. I can literally get better today. Um, so it's starting with accepting the now. And that was the biggest thing that caused, allowed me to release almost 100 pounds in a year. It was like, mm-hmm. I just love my body now. Yeah. So it's accepting that first. And and then always keeping a visual of like, what would it, and not even a visual. For me, it's not even the visual. It's more of a feeling mm. of me at my healthiest. I don't think there's a number because I have felt extremely, I felt like at my best when I got to yeah. 240, 245. I can hike, I can climb, I can run, I can do everything I want to do. I can have fun in bed. Like I can do everything I want to do. Um, so when I was focused on the number, it was just kind of like, okay, the number sounds good, but good to who? Like, I'm the one that needs to feel good. So it's starting with loving myself now and then knowing that I can always get better. That better can be an extra Mm. minute working out today. It can be, you know, a little less time on my mile. It could be doing 20 more jumping jacks. Like better is so simple. Yeah, I love that. Don't complicate it. (laughs) No, do not complicate it. And that's what keeps people stuck because they think better is like they have to go from never yeah, running in their yeah, lives yeah. to running a marathon. And it's yeah, like it, you can literally run for 15 yeah, seconds right. and that's more that. than you did yesterday. I love that. Yeah, I think that we do have the tendency to go like really deep on goals when it just doesn't always. First and foremost, it doesn't really even make sense. Like you literally have to walk. <laughs> you have to crawl if you want to walk. But we're always going from yes, crawling yes. to, you know, climbing Mount Everest or, you know, skiing or, so, you know, something crazy yeah. like that. Like, you can't even stand up on your two feet. So how do you yeah. maintain your balance, your mind-body-soul balance on a day-to-day basis? So that starts with knowing Ooh. how much sleep I want to get. I think um, sleep, like we start, we said when we started off the conversation, yeah. it was like, sleep is underrated you know sleep was a big part of me releasing that weight like when you exercise your body then needs to rest right the muscles need to rejuvenate you put your food in it you need to digest right so people don't i think when people start to be understand more about what happens while you're asleep they'll value their sleep and that's what you know anyone that's listening to this i really want to encourage you to like read up a few things on the power of sleeping, what happens to your muscles and the enzymes in your body and your digestive system. Like everything rejuvenates in in those hours that you're sleeping. So for me, it starts with getting enough rest. Then when I wake up in the morning, it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, thank you for another day. And then getting into my gratitude. So every single day I gratitude, I journal nine things I'm grateful for on that day. And it just brings me present to the fact that I have another opportunity. I get to create magic today um, and just really be grateful for the fact that I'm here. Yeah, I love that. At the core of it all, you know? Uh, yeah. And uh, recently, because I'm in a book club, I've been like, I've been in a book club all year and I've been like, oh, stuffing all my reading into one time. But one thing I know is that reading at least 30 minutes a day, that's part of my routine. I'll get up. I'll read and then I'll use the bathroom, do my gratitude and then working out at least four times a week. I think a big part of that too is just understanding what makes you happy before you can even start listing that stuff. 
Like what makes me happy? How many times a week do I need to see my significant other? You know, all of that. So you can just, you can set your expectations beforehand. You'll know how you'll feel. So really taking stock of what actually makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So last but not least, um, if you could share with us on, on how to just how to feel confident. So I'll give you guys my three C's when it comes to, and this will actually cover both of it, cultivating and maintaining. My three C's that I teach all of my clients in any of my coaching programs or live streams or anything like that would be number one is clarity. What is it that you want? Right. Like be very crystal clear about what you want and not necessarily the physical things that you want, but the way you want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So at the core of everything, and I I talk about this on my podcast, uh, feelings, not figures, is we say we want like for me, it was like, oh, I want the freedom or I want the, the house on the hill next to the beach, but it's not the house on the hill next to the beach that I want. It's the peace of mind it gives me to wake up in my own space. Mm, yeah. Right? The feeling of freedom to create whatever I want, when I want, for my OnlyFans page or for my YouTube page, like whatever I want on my time. Yeah, definitely. Right? Or the feeling to like buy food, put it in the kitchen, go upstairs, go outside, come back home, and the food's yeah, still there. Right. <laughs> like, the simple thing so number one is getting crystal clear about like what do you want and why do you want those things how do you want to feel okay so once you have that that's the why that's the grounding that like will always motivate you to keep going towards that goal i love that that's number one yes that's number one clarity number two is commitment Anything that you want, you have to commit to doing it. You have to commit to taking some small action towards it every single day. And this is the biggest, I think people say they commit to things, but they don't, if they don't have a strong why, if you don't have a strong feeling that this is going to give you before you do it, you're not going to commit every day. And nothing like they say, Rome isn't built overnight. You actually have to plant a brick every single day. And then eventually you have a castle. All right, so what's your commitment? What are you committed to? Are you committed to feeling good? Are you committed to abundance? Are you committed to having fun? You know, what are your commitments? Some people are committed to being angry and they find the problems and everything. Very, you know, very true. Yeah, I am committed to joy. So I look for solutions. Like, what's the answer? What can we do to make this work? Right, so that's number two, commitment. And lastly is consistency. Um, You know, I always get the question, like, how did you lose so much weight? How did that happen? When I tell people it was my mindset first, they're like, no, it has to be something more than that. I'm like, no, every single person knows what to do. We all know that we should eat right. We should move our bodies every day. We know these things. But do we do them consistently? Right. Right. No. Yeah. So if you don't do anything that you know to do consistently, how do you expect to right. get a result? You won't. You won't. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do it for 10 days and then you take 10 days off and then you do it for 10 days, that's the results yeah. you're going to get. That's so true. Yeah. So the last C is consistency. Like whatever you want, you have to be consistent. And once you once you do it in one area of your life, for me, I like to say it's, my weight loss journey, my weight release journey. Once I did it there, I was able to apply those same 
habits and mindsets to my business and those habits and mindsets to getting a new house and those habits and mindsets to getting a new car and, and hiring employees. Right. So now it's just rinse and repeat mm, after that. Yeah, of course. Cause you've already built the muscle. So clarity, commitment, consistency equals confidence. Amazing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Can you please share your information, how people can get in touch with you, how people can follow you and all of that. So first off, you can find me at my website, which is a life designed by Sarah. I'm going to change this name soon because I want it shorter, but a life designed by Sarah.com. And you can read up on me. You can learn how you can work with me as well. Private coaching and group coaching. So um, that's number one. Number two is on Instagram at Sarah Elizabeth Harrigan is my personal page at design. My vibe is my business page. And lastly, Facebook, Sarah Elizabeth Harrigan. Amazing. No one else knows this out there in the podcasting world, but Christine was just a guest on uh, one of my programs called the Body Love Mastermind. And she did an amazing presentation for a glowed up breakfast. So that's how we, we got to this point. So I just wanted to say thank you for making of that course. full circle. Yeah, thanks. Wow. I really hope you enjoyed hearing about Sarah's journey as much as I did. On next Sunday's episode of Black and Balance, I'll be speaking with Deborah Hairbay, who is a passionate, fierce creative and my personal hairstylist for the last seven years. We had a dynamic conversation about the misinformed hierarchy of hair typing, the mastery of her craft, and so much more. See you next week.